I never found that it is so simple, but I found a way. I found a way into the Oscars movie draft. Am I right? Yay. Okay. Well, um, this is technically not an official quote unquote Gold Derby Horses episode, but <laughs> um, we'll, we'll just put that label on it since it's all of us. I am George once again. I am once again joined by Tristan. Hello. Brett. If I don't get lost in Soho, I'm leaving the chat. <laughs> Jared. Hey, what's up, everyone? Okay, so here we go, everybody. Uh, we are totally not copying the film drunk and the Oscar expert, and we're doing a movie draft. But what we're doing is basically like a fantasy football slash fantasy basketball thing but instead of you know basketball or football it's film mm-hmm. and uh you know it's it's no we're not picking like all the oscar movies although some of these probably will end up being oscar movies we're just picking like our most hyped movies of the year like mm-hmm. what movies are we excited to see and for what reason and um i'm gonna lay and oh and you guys are gonna vote on whose lineup is the best so and, and we're also doing a contest between ourselves where at the end of the year we're gonna see which list has the highest ratings based on like all of based on how we rate the movies i guess yeah is that what so doing? what i was yeah. saying is like we pick 10 movies right and then at the end of the year we Eight. rate them all and so we take our own star ratings and we add them up of course we want to be honest about how we feel about each of these movies because i'm not going to ruin yeah. my integrity for getting the highest points like that's stupid right Wait, do right. you guys want to just do 10? I want to do 10. Fuck yeah, it, let's do 10. I was yes. originally going to do it. Yeah. All right, so let me read, lay down the ground rules real quick. Number one, everyone gets 10 movies each. Let's go. Yes. Rule mm. number two, you cannot pick a movie that you've already seen. So, for example, all four of us have seen Mass, so it we're not allowed to pick three. it. You mean yeah, I but... can't pick the sleep, uh, Screen Life Romeo and Juliet movie? That's a no. But here's 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 the thing: there are some movies that people have seen that are not yet released. Yeah, no. Right. If you, I'm saying, if you yeah. have seen it, you can't. So pick it. I am saying that I'm the only one in the chat that can take in the hypes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna keep that in my pocket, and you guys can all take like flea, but I can't because I've seen it. Yeah. Rule number three: This should go without saying. You cannot pick a movie that someone else has already picked, um, or else we'd have the same ten list. Yeah, and uh, I guess the final rule is: uh, when you are called on, you go. So what I am going to do, and this is going to be for the people who are watching this on YouTube, I'm going to pull up a randomizer on google and uh i'm going to screen share and uh so that y'all can see um which one is is going are we doing a snake order sure why not one more time what's a snake order (laughs) oh so So, like yeah um, explain tristan like if i get picked first and then like let's say brett's second george is third and like you're fourth jared we'd go in that order and then once it gets to you you pick your second round pick and then for the second round it goes backwards okay. so you get two picks yeah 
Sorry, I didn't explain that well. No, I get it. Can I put Walter's Wonderland on my list? <laughs> You've already seen it. All right, number five. You cannot put your own movies on the list. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so does that mean that I can put Walter's Wonderland on my list? Because it's not my movie. But you've seen it. Yeah. Oh, true. Rip. All right. I have the wheel pulled up. Goodness. Let's. I hate this. <laughs> Go. I hate this. It's making Goodness me gracious. I hate this. <laughs> no, stop it. I screen small. Yes. Okay. I actually love this. <laughs> wow. Brett. <laughs> yes. Yes. All right. So Brett is first. I'm going to write down everyone's list. Woo. I'm going last. And, all right, me and Tristan, let's see. It's okay. No one's going to take my number one choice. Whoa. Oh, no way. All right. So That's... the official order is Brett, Jared, Tristan, me. Rip, George. So, Tristan, you're going to record everyone's list then? Yeah. There should be someone, yeah. Awesome. Okay. All right, so round one. Brett, take the cake, bitch. Okay. Um, Last Night of Soho is my most anticipated movie, not only this year, but like of most years. Um, it already from that initial like um view that we saw, the official like the teaser. Like, it already looks like something that's, like, 110% up my alley. Like, it even looks aesthetically kind of like a short film I shot, like, in October. And I couldn't be more excited because I feel like um, Edgar Wright is bringing back um, Dario Argento sensibilities to the big screen. There's definitely some Don't Look Now vibes, which is one of probably favorite horror films of all time. Um, I love the neon lit Tokyo aesthetic. I'm all into all that stuff too. It's just like a bunch of things that are working for me. I want to make another. I want to make a bold prediction. Not only is this going to be my favorite movie of the year, um, I think this will crack my top ten of all time if it's as good as I think it is. Damn. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. 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 Time yeah. That's the one I take Kenzie out of supremacy. all. That's that's a really good pick. And also, if we're getting people to vote on our like our drafts shortly after we release this uh, podcast, the trailer is going to release really soon. So there'll be a lot of hype for that movie. And I, I feel like a lot of people will vote for you just for that movie. So that's a yeah. good pick for the draft. All right, yeah. Jared, take it away. Yeah. So my choice is the unofficially named, but it's but, but it's soggy bottom by oh, paul goodness. thomas anderson no um, i knew someone yeah, was gonna take it I, I i just had to because it's giving me intense almost famous vibes um and that's like my favorite movie of all time based on what i heard it's like this high school student who's also a child actor but he's like interacting with all these like people in the 70s like suppose like it's rumors, but like Alina Ham is supposed to be um, Barbara Streisand. Benny Safi is playing like this closeted politician. So it's just all good material. And of course, Bradley Cooper, it's seeming like he'll play like a role to the main character. And just the day the trailer drops is the day like 
I'll need to lie in bed for a couple of days after that. If oh gosh, I hope it looks good. But yeah, that's my number one choice, Soggy Bottom, with, from my boy Paul Thomas Anderson. Yeah. All right, mm. Tristan the French Tano. Dang. Wow. I I did not expect you to pick that first, Jared. That oh, was I my... totally did. I was. Right. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Oh, I I was I had like a whole strategy. Hmm. Now I, <laughs> I knocked you do. off your course. <laughs> Cause uh, I don't want to be mean to George. Oh, oh no. Oh no. Oh goodness. No, me. I'm not I'm not going to. I'm not gonna be I think there's like two big things George has got for, so yeah, but he'll get the second one if he does it in round yeah. two. Um yeah, I'm not gonna be mean. I'm gonna go. Okay, so for my number one choice, I'm going. Nightmare Alley by Guillermo del Toro. I knew someone was going to pick that. And part of the reason why is because while some of the movies that you guys are mentioning have more, especially what uh, Brett mentioned, has like more stills and like trailers and of official details released, I, I feel like Nightmare Alley is a movie that we're all going to love. And even if it's not our favorite movie of the year, I, I feel like this is the kind of movie that's going to make all of our top fives. We're all going to be passionate about it because we know that Guillermo del Toro is an incredible filmmaker and he's coming right off of Shape of Water, which was great. This has an amazing cast. It's a noir. Uh, and yeah, I, I think it's going to be really spectacular. So that's my number one choice. Okay. Um, so first of all, uh, I knew Brett was going to pick Last Night in Soho, so I literally did not pick that. Because uh, let's be real, he's probably going to stand that movie even harder than I stand Promising a Woman this past year. Yeah. Um, second, most of my picks are obscure. So, like, I, I just, I really reached into the basket with most of these. But I, I got to go with my most anticipated movie of the year. That is Dune. L- listen, Denny Villeneuve, I mean... Total film bro thing to say, but he is one of the best filmmakers of all time. Blade Runner 2049 is better than the original Blade Runner. I know two two of these folks don't agree. Um, That's a bad take, but I still like Yeah, I don't agree with that. Yeah, I figured. Um, I saw that movie three times in theaters, not gonna lie. (laughs) And like the first time I saw it was just the best theater experience of my life. Arrival 2, you know, like Sicario is great, Prisoners is great, Enemy is great. Arrival to Electric Boogaloo, you know. Also, also, the Dune book, I read it when I was like 12, I think. That's like the best. That's probably my favorite book, to be honest. It, that's a real dense one to read when you're 12. <laughs> yeah, very dense. Yeah, I don't know how I did it. it. It took me like a year, but. I'm in it right now. It's good. But like, I love it. And honestly, I think Villeneuve is the perfect choice for this movie, just based on Arrival in 2049. Like, all of his movies look so cool. And, like, a lot of the things I've been reading about the movie, the, the worm in the trailer, like, a lot of his visual effects, but they also built it. And I'm like, holy shit. And, look, look as much as I love David Lynch, all right, um, David... Um, we're going to cook quinoa in black and white for 20 minutes for no goddamn reason, Lynch. We're cooking quinoa. 
his his version of Dune is bad. Like that is straight up the only movie of uh, David Lynch I, I don't like. But like Villeneuve is just the perfect part for this. Also the cast, like Timothy Chalamet is honestly perfect casting as Paul Atreides. Um, I'm excited to see Zendaya in it and Rebecca Ferguson, Oscar Isaac, Stellan Skarsgård, Javier Bardem. Like, oh my fucking God, this cast is insane. And yeah, like I need this movie in my eyeballs right fucking now. I need to be in a theater and just watch this movie. Yeah, what more can I say about Dune? That hasn't already been said. It is Dune. Dune is dank. Yeah, I, I was going to go for that, but I knew how excited you were for it. So I'm like, no, nah, I can't do oh, I, I, George, you would, it would have been very less ruthless. It would have been more ruthless with me. I would have just taken it from you. But yeah. last night, so. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I'm, I'm like almost as excited for Nightmare Alley. So I, I'm yeah. okay with picking that. Fair enough. Um, so round two. Uh, now I get to go first. Um, I'm gonna go with Annette. Yeah, heck yeah. That I (laughs) look. That trailer was fucking awesome. Yeah, I love I love Adam Driver. Uh, I love the Sparks Brothers. I mean, this movie just looks insane. Like, holy crap! I want to. I I love anxiety attack movies. And I cannot wait to see which kind gives this from me. Um, it's a musical that's entirely in song or like mostly in song. I'm curious to see how that goes. It looks beautiful. Like it's shot beautifully, really nice production design. The concept is really unique. Um, I would like to watch Holy Motors before I see this movie because I feel like that's going to give me a good sense of what this movie is like. But yeah, I am incredibly hyped for this movie but watching the trailer like non-stop for like five weeks um yeah I, uh this is my most hyped musical of the year and it's not even an adaption so yeah 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 that's that's a good pick hmm okay so i guess it's my turn right mm-hmm. yeah so right i'm looking at my list and i think i can wait a couple rounds before i go with my some of my high ones because i don't think you guys are going to pick them so and i want i want like the ones that are big if i'm gonna do well in this draft so i'll go with green knight for my second pick oh no Uh, sorry that that was painful that trailer is so good i i watched it like probably like 30 times already it's i i just think that movie is gonna end up blowing everyone away and you don't deserve david lowry's film i know i i don't even like him but (laughs) he's my boy i haven't seen a david lowry movie i've i've really genuinely liked except old old man and the gun was cute but but that's like his worst movie i know (laughs) have you seen pete's dragon yeah it's so Uh, i thought i thought it was good I love Dragon. I mean, yeah, it's good, but it's no, it's so good. I don't care. It is fantastic movie. Everyone sleeps on it. It's like the best live action Disney adaption of the last fifteen years or something like that. I mean, that's not saying much. It's not saying a lot, but it's still great. For me, with David Lowry, like I feel, even though I haven't loved any of his movies, I've always felt like he's 
one of these directors that has a masterpiece in him. And I think this is going to be his first like real um, incredible masterpiece because um, it, it, it just looks so like singular. I haven't seen anything that looks like this. And I think it's going to have a scope that none of the other A24 movies have. I think it's going to be huge at the box office, but also uh, do really well critically. So it's, I, I don't know. I love fantasy movies and I think Dev Patel is a really underrated actor. So I'm excited to see what he can do. Um, yeah. So that's, that's my second pick. Jared. Oh, and the talking Fox, talking Fox. Talking Fox. Fox. All right. Jared, it's your turn. <clears throat> so my second one is, I went those ones are purely like, it's just a thing that's up my alley. It's not, going to be a big blockbuster or anything but it's everybody's talking about jamie directed by jonathan bertel um it's just really nice to have this like very clear blown out musical i really really hate that it just went on to amazon prime and it's kind it's kind of going back to i feel like disney's being homophobic again but what can you do um so I'm low-key hoping that Amazon is doing, will do a theatrical release alongside their um, release of this movie on Prime Video. But anyway, I'm here for a good, this film looks like it's promising a good time, a very gay time. <laughs> um, and with an inspiring and touching story, I mean, you got me at, at coming of age about a gay kid and it's like, where's the popcorn? <laughs> Yeah, I, I'm excited yeah. for that too. I think it's going to be good. Yeah. Watch it be uh, everyone's top 10. I would actually like pass out. I will, I will say, Jared, you probably could have waited a few rounds for that one because I don't know if we would have picked it in like the first like few rounds. I, I think we I like, were confused like on how we're doing point. this, but oh well. Yeah. Oh, it's all good. Like I think I think it looks like really good and I think it's going to surprise people because I don't see a whole lot of people talking about it now. Yeah. But like, I, I have a feeling, especially since it's like the year of the musicals, I, I think it's going to do really well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Tristan, I have a plan, man. So. <laughs> All right. Is it my turn? Yes, Brett. Okay. So next up, I'm going with another one of the movie said I'm so excited about I broke a chair at the Alamo Draft House and the trailer played. Um, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, that is The French Dispatch, Wes Anderson's next film. Yeah. We all know me. I am a Wes Anderson stan. I am a Wes Anderson fanboy. Um, I have been forever and always. I pretty much love all of his movies. Um, he's really one of the first directors that one like that got me to really want to make movies when I grew up. Um, his sensibility, his humor, his timing, his frames, um, his attention to humanity, all of it. It's just like so up my alley. And the French Dispatch just looks like the most Wes Anderson. Wes Anderson has Wes Anderson. And I I'm so excited. I literally have the poster above my Beard of Dragons tank right now. So obviously I gotta take this. Um <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so do I go again? Yeah, because it's Nick order, right? Yeah. Round okay. three. Okay. So next up, I got to take another one of my favorite filmmakers. Next film. Um, this guy pretty much. 
um, if Wes Anderson was the starting point, this man also really um, inspired what I do now and what I make in film, and that is James Gunn. Um, I oh, love yep. all of his movies. They're very um, my sense of humor, my sensibilities, um, the characters and everything. It's just and so I would have never told you that a Suicide Squad movie would have made my draft when I saw the original one. Uh, but the Suicide Squad I'm taking next because I, again, I love James Gunn and I think his idea for this movie and his vision is so interesting. And I think this is really what's going to make people go, oh, okay, DC's here and they're here to stay and they're going to be doing something a lot more subversive and interesting than potentially Marvel's doing even. And um, I... I think the trailer looks like what I wanted Deadpool to always be, and it wasn't. It's weird. It is absolutely surreal. It is throwing everything and the kitchen sink against the wall. And I love that we're living in um, a, a, a landscape where we can make weird movies again on a big budget. I really do think, as much as I like this movie, that The Dark Knight kind of ruined blockbuster movies for a while because everyone decided they needed to be grounded and look like a Scorsese or a Michael Mann movie to be interesting. And then most people didn't do it that well. And so I love the fact that like goofy, irreverent movies are coming back. And I think James Gunn's um, Guardians of the Galaxy movies are really the, the um, what started that trend. And I think the Suicide Squad is just taking that to an even further level. And so I'm, I'm jazzed. I'm so excited. I'm really glad I have these three movies. I did not think I would get them. So like, I'm, I'm happy with this list so far. I, yeah. I'm kind of kicking myself for not picking French dispatch. I keep thinking it was 2020 for some reason. This isn't doing anyone any favors by not having a release date yet either. Yeah. Well, That's why I keep on forgetting about it. Yeah. It, it, like Anderson's one of my favorite filmmakers too, though. So I'm, I'm, I think that'll be one of my favorite movies. Can't yeah. wait. Even though you didn't like Isle of Dogs, even though it's amazing and underrated. True. Yeah, I prefer his live action stuff. My first Wes Anderson and only Wes Anderson. <laughs> oh man, dude, Isle of Dogs is awesome. So. Yeah. Um, my turn for round three. Um, picture this: it's Oscar night. Um, 2021, things are going down, people are gasping, um, but amid all the chaos, um, a trailer brand for a brand new West Side Story by the one, yep. the only Steven Spielberg. Um, and that teaser, like, rocked my world. Um, yeah, it just looks so amazingly well done, and just hearing, um, about Steven Spielberg and why he wanted to redo this. I think there was a sense of old school Hollywood charm that came with the with the teaser that was presented. And that was the first time ever since this virus ruined our life. Like that brought like that spark of like, oh, movies are coming back. You can give me those like kind of cheesy um Fast and Furious movies are coming back, but it wasn't until I saw that West Side Story teaser and it was like only in theaters. I was like, okay, I'm ready. I can't wait to see it on the big screen um, as Rachel Ziegler sings her heart out. And 
and I'm probably pronouncing her name wrong, Ariana Bois, maybe Oscar nom, the Bozy, yeah. maybe Oscar nom, but that's a conversation probably. for another day. But, probably, um, I would say. Yeah, yeah, I'm excited and as well. And good day. I guess I'm in the minority. I was not impressed by it. I I agree with you, George. I'm with you, Jared. I think it was yeah, awesome. Yeah, I know. Me and, and Tristan will start the campaign. <laughs> what, what I'll say is, like, when when it showed, uh, you know that shot with the shadows and it's, like, a Steven Spielberg film? He yeah. hasn't promoted a movie like that with his name in a long time, so I feel like he's really confident in it. Also, Ida Marana, one of the original stars, you know, was in this, and I believe she's an executive producer, but take that I was salt I'm pretty sure her she was a producer so you know when one of the biggest stars in that movie is like playing like she knows it's in good hands you know yeah yeah I think it will be really good that's a good plus so yeah plus there's also an ins- the inspiring hopeful thing that you know the story will be introduced to a new generation and like the wonder of that story you know will continue on I mean I could talk about this another time but they could have just updated it for the modern era but you know we'll talk about that another day yeah all right french boy yeah okay i uh i don't know how to play this i i think i'm just gonna do this because um so this next movie i'm gonna pick i could probably wait a few rounds because i don't think any of you guys would pick it in the top five but I need to be like truthful to myself. And this guy is like one of my favorite filmmakers working today. So I'm going to go with uh, come on, come on. I knew you were going to do that. Yeah. Like I've, I've seen every single thing Mike Mills has made. Um, even like his debut thumb sucker that came out in the mid two thousands. Like I I'm a massive fan of him. Uh, 20th century women is probably in my top 10 of all time. And yeah, I've just been eagerly waiting for another Mike Mills project. It's been five years at this point. So I I can't wait for this thing. I, I barely know what it's about, but I know Joaquin Phoenix is in it. And I just trust Mike Mills. I think he is one of the best filmmakers and screenwriters working today. So yeah, got to put that on the list. Okay, here we go. Um. George's Obscure picks uh, part uh, 5,000. Well, this one isn't really that obscure, but I'm going to go with Decision to Leave, which is a film by uh, South Korean filmmaker Park Chan-wook. Um, You're director, standing with hard. <laughs> director of The Handmaiden, which was my favorite movie of 2016. Um yeah, yes, better than Lotto and come at me. He also directed Old Boy and Stoker. Um, have not seen Stoker, but Old Boy slaps hard. Um, oh, I know he directed another popular movie, but I am forgetting the name of it right now. Like this dude is just like he's he's like Bong Joon Ho, but everyone's sleeping on him. Like, okay, not everyone's sleeping on him, but but a lot of people are. This is like a crime thriller-esque thing. I think the official plot is like uh, someone who's investigating a murder meets the victim's wife and it becomes like kind of like that type of thing. And I don't know, like for some reason, 
it's giving me vibes like it could be like Twin Peaks to return or some shit like that. I, I don't know what that means. <laughs> I don't know why I'm getting those vibes, but I, I, I want it. I want it really badly. It's probably going to premiere at Cannes, if we're being honest. Yeah, I am standing this movie so hard, as Brett said. I, I, I'm really jazzed for it. Yeah. And you guys are sleeping on it. All right. I, I'm sleeping on it because I haven't seen any Park Chan-wook movies. I should do that. Now, this next pick is something that I feel like Brett might take, but uh, I kind of don't, don't want him to have it. Um, the Eyes of Tammy Faye, um, which is a movie about uh, a televangelist named Jim Baker. Who, well, actually, no, it's about his wife, Tammy Faye, it's played by Jessica Chastain. And uh, Jim Baker is played by Andrew Garfield. I've mentioned this before, but I have a very strange fascination with uh, televangelists and uh, Christian fundamentalist conservative uh, YouTubers. And Jim Baker is one of the weirdest ones. or Well, not one of the weirdest. He's one of the most insane ones. And I don't know, this movie just sounds really, really fascinating to, to me. And, you know, I like Jessica Chastain. Um, Grace Randolph is totally wrong about her. Um, Andrew Garfield's a little hit or miss for me. Um, wasn't a fan of his Hacksaw Ridge performance. Um, in the mainstream, he was just straight up awful. But in like the social network and under the Silver Lake, I think he's amazing. And like the image that was released for this movie or, or that was taken or whatever with uh, Jessica Chastain and um, Andrew Garfield and all the makeup, it looks insane. I, and yeah, I think I, this movie is going to slap so hard. I think I, I, I have a feeling. I have a feeling. Uh, sorry, Brett, if you were going to put this on your draft or whatever. It was like uh, my 11th slot or something like that. So you're fine. But... Oh, okay. Yeah, it's going to slap hard. Well, I'm talking about as in like, I have like a list and like a lot of them are crossed out. Like Nightmare Alley is like my seven, Green Knight, my eight, and night, and that my nine. So it was coming up, but like. All right. I guess it's it's my turn. Oh, man. This is tough because there's one movie I really want, but I don't think any of you guys are going to take it. So take it. Yeah, but I, I can wait and, and take some like. Okay, that's fair. Hmm. <laughs> no, I'm just going to go with it because I feel yeah. like, uh, Jared, you're going to take it at some point. Uh, uh, I know exactly. Yeah. yeah. How is that not your number one, man? I do not know. I, I knew no one was going to take it for the first th- three rounds so I could get some bigger stuff. And also because, like, I know, like, while this is definitely my number one most anticipated movie of the year at the moment, I know, like, since this is a draft and people are going to be voting on it and stuff, a lot of people are not excited for this movie. So it could kind of, like, bring my list down. But that's okay because... I've got to go with my heart and I love the Dear Evan Hansen musical. Steven Chabolsky directed um, Perks of Being a Wallflower, which is a movie that's really important to me. And I don't care if this movie is going to be cheesy or if Ben Platt is too old to play the character. I am excited for it and I think it's going to um, strike a chord with me. So yeah, I had to put it on my list. All right, Jared. 
So my next one is a movie that I've surprisingly like has dropped out of the conversation. I think could come back. Hopefully, if it's good, we're crusting our fingers and our toes. But it's old by M Night Shyamalan. Um, I really was like intrigued by that Super Bowl trailer, and I mean, I know he's a div- diver- diversive filmmaker, but um, you know, I'm a classic Sixth Sense lover, um, and I'll defend the Village till I die as a great movie and unbreakable too and everyone in the whole world is of course sleeping on servant on apple tv plus but yeah like old is like this little like secret at the bottom of the ocean that will get disturbed this summer season and will be this like sleeper hit because like i don't like how i describe it like there's going to be like the black widows and the Space Jam 2s and old will be like this little off the beat path that people could take to see this summer. And it, and I think it's going to be really good, especially like exploring like time and all the practical effects that they could possibly use in the makeup. Yeah. Interesting. All right. Brett, last one in round four. I'm surprised nobody's picked this yet. But I'm going to go with respect. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> okay. Actually, for my next slot, I'm going... I'm taking the first Marvel movies, ladies and gentlemen. I'm going with Eternals. Ah, oh, um, gosh dang it. Um, Chloe I thought Gettle Tristan... I, I kind of thought Tristan was going to take that. Not gonna yeah, lie. I was shocked. Yeah, that, was, that was my fifth pick. I don't know. I, I, kept, I kept sweating. Thinking, yeah, someone's probably going to take Eternals. But... Chloe Zhao is making apparently a movie that is bigger than Endgame, but is told like Nomadland. And I have no idea what that looks like, and I am so jazzed. They said that, like, apparently production on this movie has been really weird because people at Marvel are just not used to filmmaking like this. Like, apparently Kevin Feige went to see the dailies and was just like, what on earth is happening? And I'm so excited because that's exactly what we need to, like, make these movies feel a little more interesting now. That... Because, like, the last one we saw was, like, Far From Home, which is, like, not great. Um, And then um, Black Widow looks very mundane. Like, I think it'll be, like, a 6 out of 10, maybe a 7 out of 10. And then five out of ten looks like fun, but like Eternals looks like grandiose, you know? I really think it's going to be one that people talk about. And so then I go after that again. Yeah, round round five. Round five. Well... You know how, like, George is like, oh, I'm going to pick all these obscure picks. I'm going safe with some of these. I understand. Um, I'm picking some um, blockbuster entertainment. But, like, I just, not only do I know what these are, but, like, it has enough, like, talent behind it that, like, I trust that, like, I'm going to go for it. So it's not like I'm just going for, like, Space Jam 2 or whatever, even though that's going to be the best movie ever made. Um, We might get there later. I don't know. But that is why for my number five, I'm going with the latest Pixar, Luca. Or is that? Yeah, that's my number five. Yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. picking Luca. Um, yeah, I mean, y'all know me as the Pixar stan. Um, I only think this is this is going to be the one that like I potentially could get burned on because Pixar isn't the safe bet they used to be as a studio. Um, but... Number one, I love um, 
what I've seen from this movie. I don't love the trailer, but I also think all Pixar trailers are bad. Um, so I always try to differ. The first Soul trailer was good, though. Uh, I disagree. Um, the first one. Conversation. I was like, oh, no. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but the movie was a masterpiece. It's my favorite movie of 2020. So, um, But again, like they, they did really Soul, and, which was a, a complete revelation of a movie and was probably their best movie since like Toy Story 3. Um, and they've had a few like really good movies like Inside Out I thought was solid Coco I really like Toy Story 4 I'll defend that one Um, Onward was okay but I think Luca what I appreciate about it is that it has a completely different look and style than any of the other Pixar films I've seen Um, there's definitely something about this film that looks Miyazaki it's got Call Me By Your Name vibes to it you know it's about sea monsters. I love sea monsters. If people know that about me, like, so it just like, it has a bunch of stuff that I think is going to just kind of appeal to my sensibilities. Um, so I think it's a real safe bet to grab. And also I do think like, if soul was like the gateway into Pixar, like being back, I really think of Luca as just as good. Then we're like, Oh, we're back in business. And there's something about like, I will one day write an essay about this. I think Soul might have been the worst marketed movie I've ever seen. And in in the in the regards of like the promotional like posters, they had no idea what to do with. So they all look like a generic like B-rate movie you would see at Redbox. And you'd be like, what is that? Why is there like a cat on the cover? Um and then like the trailers and promotional, like they would have really cool stuff in it, but then towards the end it'd be like, look. I'm a little dancey thing and I like the dance, which isn't even in the final film, but literally like the Disney company was like, we don't know how to sell a movie about death to kids. Um, How do we do this? And they're like, okay, let's just add this dancing bit in so kids will go see it. And so like, it's very weird to me that like Lucas going straight the plus, but I also think that means that Disney thinks that it's doing something a little bit more different, which just put it in theaters, guys. That's dumb. Um, let, let it have its time in theaters. Let still have its time in theaters. Um, let kids like actually uh, watch things that challenge them a bit more than Ray and the Last Dragon. I'm sorry. Um, but yeah, that's why I'm going to grab Luca. That was long winded, but Jared's probably crying right now because you picked that. Not- <laughs> yeah, no, I, sure I think I think he's standing out a little more than me, but like I'm, I'm excited. But I totally agree with you 100% about the it's stupid that it's not in theaters and can't do yeah, premium it access. Is, it and is stupid that it's not in theaters. It's yeah. just weird that Luca and Soul, both Pixar films, both were just straight Disney Plus originals. Yeah. Um, the only interesting take that someone I saw online wrote is probably because Disney wants to up their original content. They want to be like, look at these gems we have at our original slate, such as Soul and Luca. And I'm like, uh. <laughs> yeah. So are Tristan and I the only two people on planet Earth who don't think Luca looks that good? Yeah, and I'm a huge Pixar fan. I, I just, I don't get it. What, 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 what I told you, George, just now. I think the trailer is bad, but I just think all Pixar trailers are bad. Like I, that's fair. That's yeah, fair. They always have yeah. a really weird vibe, and then the movie ends up being great. So I just don't trust it anymore. I'm I'm sure I'll really like it, but it's it's giving me more onward vibes than Soul. Yeah, it's, same. I I don't I don't agree. I think I think like whenever I first saw this onward, what really threw me off was I was like, oh these 
and I'm trying to say this in the nicest way possible, this design and the story feels like um, the DreamWorks team put it together. You know what I mean? True. Um, yeah. and it, which isn't to say that there aren't great DreamWorks movies, because there totally are, but uh, that's just what I got. It was like that. And Luca is like, oh, if this was in traditional animation, people would think this is Miyazaki. Like it has. I, that, I'm it sorry, has Brett. I do not understand that at all. Yeah, it has. It has like the kind of the same design and pace and sensibilities. I think of like what Miyazaki is doing, but like it's in CGI, and so it's weird. But it will. It's a lot better than Earwig and the Witch. Um. <laughs> well, that's <laughs> like being the tallest kid in kindergarten. Yeah, but like I uh, again, I'm telling you, Pixar trailers always been bad banger movies. There you go. Which is okay. what concerns me about Corella is because those are actually banger trailers. So I'm like, hopefully that's good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, my anyway. hype's rising for Corella. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm excited. I'm seeing it Thursday morning. I'm seeing it Friday morning, and there was side note. I'm so sorry, but they had a music feature, and they. And there's like music by like the Doors and Queen. Like I like it doesn't feel Disney. Like it feels like they really were like, let's make this real dark, gritty '70s London. Anyway, back to the story. Yeah, Jared. Yeah, Down five. My woo. Um, my next pick is um a Netflix movie that is directed by Lin-Manuel Miranda, his first directorial debut, and it's Tick, Tick, Boom. Um, this is based off, like, a little Broadway play. I think he did. I'm not sure. But, no, um, I don't. I think this was, I think that was before his time. No, yeah. Oh, yeah, this is um, Jonathan, the guy who did Rent, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, just, it's my thing with musical theater, and I feel like that this will be really good also. Um, depending on whether when this comes out on Netflix, I know it's this year because they did. It's from the footage I saw when they had the big like, "Here's all the movies coming this year to Netflix." Um, it looked like it intrigued me a lot, and it's it's Lamont Miranda, it's Andrew Garfield, it's Vanessa Hudgens, um, and Bradley Winford. Oh, that has a stacked cast. More I'm looking at this, but anyway, um, I feel like I don't know. I guess I do have to see a trailer, but. I, but you know, musical Limo Miranda, I'm in, and Andrew Garfield, like, can hope. Wow, so he has this and um, the eyes of Tammy Faye. So maybe he's playing for Oscar. I don't know. It depends on the reception. <laughs> his second but... nomination. Yeah. I mean, it should be his yeah, third. Tick, but... tick, tick, boom. My number five. All right, number five. Okay, I'm. I'm kind of shocked. No one's picked this one yet. I, I, there's two that I'm I'm debating between. I think I'm gonna go. Yeah, I'll go number five, House of Gucci, Ridley Scott. Oh, uh, of course. Shocked. No one picked this. Yeah, uh, I mean, it kind of smells. It's it kind of smells like a flop to me. Not Dude, how how is it gonna be a flop? Listen to this cast: Lady Gaga, Adam Driver, Al Pacino, Jared Leto. I mean, take Jared Leto out of there. Uh, Jeremy <laughs> Irons. Salma Hayek, like that's nuts. Well, first of um, all, it's not Jared Leto in the Little Things, all right? True, yeah. But I, I keep associating him with the Little Things now, and now I can't see him the same way. And I haven't even seen the movie. But uh, I think the thing with House of Gucci is like there's such a big, um, there's like a lot of hype around 
uh, like true crime stories revolving around um, fa- the fashion industry right now, like we saw with Fosse Verdon and the assassination of Gianni that, that is not what Fosse Verdon is about. No, yeah. Wait, what? Isn't it? Fosse Verdon like a- is about Bob Fosse <laughs> and Gwen Verdon, who were the biggest oh. Broadway couple of all time. Oh, it's wait. Broadway. <laughs> I'm really glad. Like, I was like, wait a minute. What is he talking about? Oh, wait. What about the assassination of Gianni Versace? Is that, that's fashion, right? Yeah, he's fashion. Yeah. Okay, good. At least I got one right. It's all good. (laughs) It happens. Oh, no. I don't know my TV. Um, Yeah. House of Gucci. I, I just think since there is a lot of hype around, like, the true crime thing, and a lot of it is coming from the TV end, it's cool to see a movie that's revolving around uh, a story like that. And I think with a cast like that and Ridley Scott coming back, um, I, I think it's going to be a really good movie. And I, I have a feeling it will be one of the big contenders at the Oscars next year. Uh, starting to smell like a flop to me, but like, here's my, but how? Cause like, I, I, I it's kind of because like the fourth wall breaking it, it kind of it's starting to sound like an adam mckay movie to me wait and there's fourth wall breaking that's apparently yeah. oh can i give it back no <laughs> I'll, I'll keep that i'll keep that <laughs> <laughs> okay uh anyway my fifth round pick here um yeah this one is gonna be um an interesting one i'm going to go with um after yang yeah. which is a sci-fi drama Directed by Koganada, who directed Columbus. I have not seen Columbus. What? Uh, yeah, Dude, no. It's so good. What the yeah, heck? Yeah, Great. I should. I should see it. But this movie sounds like a sci-fi drama. Well, well, it is a sci-fi drama, and that alone perks my ears up. Um, but the story about like this robot who's helping this young Chinese girl learn English and like how how it kind of like how do i describe it you can kind of fill in the blank there but like just like the way it's supposed to play out that sounds really like right up my alley um i love her that's that's a great movie yeah one of the best and you know sci-fi dramas arrival blade runner 2049 um you know unfortunately we didn't really have one this year but like this um movie and like um it's got an interesting cast with colin firth or not colin firth colin farrell and jody turner smith and i mean like just like i'm sold on the story alone and like yeah i totally want to read it and i need to see columbus because that that definitely looks like something that i'd be interested in as well oh i just want to make an update for everyone they have officially changed the soggy bottom poster on Letterbox in the time that I've refreshed the page. <laughs> it is no longer the barnyard kid. Oh god. Uh, that's all I want. Unfortunately, no. Okay, this next one, I'm a little surprised no one's picked this because everyone's hyping up the star of this movie, um, Blonde, starring Ana de Armas as Marilyn Monroe. Uh, this is another one where I'm where I'm sold based on the story alone. Yeah, um, the whole concept of Ana de Armas as Marilyn Monroe already has me sold, but it's like 
a fictionalized chronicle that take a lot of it takes place like in her head or whatever the fuck. Sounds really cool. Um, I like Andrew Dominic as a filmmaker. Jesse James is a great movie. And I remember liking Killing Them Softly. I know that movie is kind of divisive, but I remember liking it. And this movie sounds really cool, really interesting. This could be like a huge comeback for Adrian Brody, too. And, you know, when he's great, he is great. And he's supposed to play Arthur Miller. And that makes me go, interesting. I mean, you know, another one where I'm sold on story and casting alone. Like, holy shit, the casting is so cool. And I'm, yeah, I'm surprised no one picked it yet because everyone's talking about Ana de Armas. And yeah, we're halfway through. So Yeah, that, that's one. I, I was definitely considering it. Um, I, I have a feeling I think the performance is going to be more talked about than the movie itself. Well, for and al- sure. Also, I, I think it's going to, um, it's coming out this year and so is Spencer by uh, Pablo Lorraine. And I, I feel like those movies are going to be pretty similar in the way that they kind of tackle the biopic format. So I, I feel like um, they'll, they'll both kind of like cancel each other out, if that makes any sense. I don't know. Pro- yeah, that's probably a bad take. Um, but I, yeah, I, I am looking forward to seeing what that movie is. Um, for my, am I doing my sixth pick now? Yes. Okay, so I will go with, let's do Red Rocket by Sean Baker. Uh, oh, I had that on my list. Oh, thank God I picked it then. <laughs> yeah, because uh, yeah, Sean Baker is one of my favorite filmmakers of all time. Uh, Florida Project. Oh, sorry, that's me. Uh, Florida Project is one of my favorite movies of the 2010s. and One of the best movies of the last decade, for sure. Heck yeah. Um. And yeah, I, I don't know if this is going to be on the same level because it kind of sounds like a project he just shot during quarantine. And it, it seems like it's on a smaller scale. But I am definitely looking forward to seeing anything he does. And um, yeah, I, I think this is A24, I believe, which gives me a lot of hope. Um, and yeah, I, I'm just looking forward to seeing his follow-up to the Florida Project. Okay. Wait, what, what number was it for you, George? Uh, this, um, it was towards the bottom. Oh, okay. All right, Jared. Okay. Yeah. So my next is directed by a woman named Lisa Joy, and it's called Reminisce. It's by, uh, starring Hugh Jackman, um, Rebecca Ferguson, Dandy Newton, Dan Wu. And it's about the scientist who discovers a way to relieve your past and uses that technology the search for his long lost love. And so on top of that premise, and like I've heard it said is like in Miami, um, like has me intrigued, but also um, this director, Lisa Joy, she also wrote it and her past work includes work on Westworld, which I've heard is getting good reviews on HBO. And so, so like this kind of like sci-fi, like, premise plus her past work in HB theme this is also going to be like a really cool hit like past lives and memories and whatnot and hopefully it can knock you out of the park and Hugh Jackman can deliver his acting charisma all right 
There is a movie that you guys have completely forgotten about. Oh, boy. Yeah. Um, and I'm going to choose that as my number six. And I think you guys are going to slap yourselves when you uh, hear. Um, I'm going to take Don't Worry, Darling, the new Olivia Wilde movie. No! No! <laughs> uh, okay, I thought that was going to be my number seven. I thought there was no way you'd pick it because you didn't like Booksmart. Okay, I'm not a huge... I'm not Did a you huge guys hear me slap myself through the mic? I'm yeah, so I'm not. A huge, I'm not. I'm not a huge book smart person, but I didn't dislike Olivia Wilde's direction of that movie at all. I don't think that movie's terrible. To be fair, I've even I would say I'd softened up to it over the last few years. Um, but I just think some of the humor falls completely flat for me, and it's just like not my sense of humor. So like, I don't think that's really the movie's fault. It's just my own thing, but regardless i think like olivia wilde specifically in Booksmart makes really weird decisions like for instance in the scene where like they get high and they imagine themselves as like stop motion dolls which is like the best part of the entire movie and just like weird things like that that her taking a concept of a housemaid going crazy played by florence Pugh and her husband, I think, being played by Harry Styles sounds like the coolest thing ever. And I'm really, really jazzed about it. Like, I think it looks awesome, actually. So, yeah. I, yeah, I've seen I a few wait. leaked images from this movie, and uh, it looks crazy. Yeah. Also, like, I heard the uh, trailers dropping next month. Heck oh, heck yeah. Heck yeah. Yeah, yeah I'm very excited. Oh, speak- yeah, speaking of trailers, there is a chance of an Eternals trailer this week. We legit recorded this the day before the trailer dropped. This is not bullshit. Uh, all right, round seven, Brett, you go again because snake order. Okay, this is when I start to not be as prepared. Okay, Uh, you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna do it because I don't think anyone's thinking about this movie, but I've been interested in it for a really long time. George, you know the schedule probably more than me. Um, The Way of the Wind. That's the new Terrence Malick. Is that coming out this year? uh no yeah i heard that's that's still filming right i think so um it says terrence malick's way of the wind set for cans 2021 is it oh really yeah way of the wind 2021 um yeah it's actually looking like it's going to come out this year okay then um yeah i'll put that as my next one i think that's a that's that's a bet it's the chronicles of the life of jesus christ um, being someone who is uh, religious, it's going to be interesting. And apparently Mark Rylance plays Satan, so that'll be weird. Um, uh, okay, mm-hmm. I want to see this movie now. <laughs> and I love it. The cinematography looks beautiful, because of course it's Terrence Malick. Um, yeah, I think this could be really cool. It actually looks like a um, movie about religion and not about um, Christian nationalism, so I'm down. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, okay. Then. <laughs> I mean, that's about it. I, I I doubt I could have saved that one for last. I doubt any of you are thinking about this. Movie. Yeah, I had no idea it was <laughs> this year. It's fine. <laughs> um, Jared. Yeah. So my next one is just another one of those ones that like its mystery intrigues me, um, and it's *Malignant* by James Wan. Um, this seems like a very much like a passion project for him. He, he said that it's inspired by 
how I'm going to pronounce it wrong, Gallo Films, G-A-A-L-L-O. Um, Gallo, yeah. And by Gallo. And mm-hmm. talking about how this is like an old school practical effects horror thriller. And we don't know any plot details. So, I mean, this is a huge risk. But I, there's just something in my gut that's like, oh, this is going to be good. Plus, with like this R rating for like horror, strong horror violence and the tension, uh, like I'm just hyped for some something that's like original, um, old school horror thriller that no one's gonna see coming. And this could be, um, the next Scream or the next. Well, Scream is a little more comedic. Anyway, it like the next big horror, maybe Hereditary. I don't know, and. I'm up for that and I'm down. So I'm playing that in. Yeah, that, that, that's a good pick. I, I've actually been pretty interested in that movie. And yeah. uh, it's, it's got a cool cast too. Uh, I think yeah. Mechanic Grace is in it and she's pretty underrated. Um, oh, do I go for seven? Yeah. Okay. I've got to think because there's a movie I really want to pick, but I know all of you guys think it looks bad. So I can just wait if I wanted to. Go ahead. Just Just do it. Yeah, but there's more. Oh. Uh, okay. Okay, I'll go with it. Um, David O. Russell's Canterbury Glass. Fuck you. Let's Fuck you. Go. Fuck you. Wait, Fuck you. Pick it? Uh, no. Oh, okay. You can pick it. You can pick it. I'm saying no to George. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, yeah, I, I'm so hyped. I'm so hyped for this. It's going to be awesome. Yeah, it's got... be hyped, man. Thank you. Christian Bale, Margot Robbie, John David Washington, Rami Malek, Robert De Niro, Anya Taylor-Joy, Zoe Saldana, Michael Shannon, uh, Chris Rock, Andrea Riseborough, Mike Myers, and Matthias Schoenartz. Yeah, that, that's, a, that's a crazy cast. Um, George, I, I know you hate David O. Russell. I, I think Joy sucks, but I'm a huge fan of The Fighter. I really like American Hustle and I really like um, Silver Linings Playbook as well. And I think this has a chance to be his best film because he is working with, um, what's his name? The cinematographer, uh, Lubeski, Emmanuel Lubeski. And that's a really weird pairing. And typically, I mean, since Cat in the Hat, uh, Emmanuel Lubeski's track record has been incredible. Uh, and he's he's worked on some groundbreaking films. He never misses. So, if- Loki. Can I just say something real quick? Loki. Yeah. The Cat in the Hat has really good cinematography and set design. You can say anything else you want about that movie. That is a gorgeous looking movie for no reason. <laughs> yeah, it really does. <laughs> it's insane. <laughs> um, but yeah, like if if Lubeski's working on a movie, I've I've got to put it on my radar, and I think. Oh, oh, Russell's been out of um, commission for like six years at this point. So I think this is going to be a pretty big comeback for him. And I'm excited. Okay. Uh, well, unfortunately, you I don't have a movie it? that would... I, I don't... Unfortunately, I do not... Actually, wait, I do have a movie that would make Tristan mad. Summertime! Oh, God. <laughs> oh, why are you Why are you picking that now? You could wait till your 10th pick. Well, first of all, the reason I'm picking that now is because... Uh, you made me mad. So this is True. payback. Yeah. Um, second, <laughs> look, Tristan hates this movie. He half started on Letterboxd, but listen, yes. Carlos Lopez Estrada 
Blind Spotting slaps. All right, that was one of the best movies of that year. Should have been nominated for Best Picture. Yeah, David Diggs should have gotten in over Rami Malek. Totally um, the rules. Yeah, like that movie. Like it, it's so unique in the way it handles racism. Like it's one of the most unique movies about racism I've ever seen, and also just one of the most honest. One of the most just like the the characters are a lot more than your typical, you know, anti-bigotry movie, right? And I know he didn't write the script for that one, but I feel like he's such an interesting filmmaker. And I feel like what, like, something that he's going to do with Summertime, it, it, it sounds like the movie Nashville, but it's set in Los Angeles. And Nashville, you know, the Robert Altman movie, is in my top three of all time. Like, I, I think that movie's a masterpiece. And that, I, this movie sounds kind of right up my alley, and with and with him attached to it, oh my god, that just sounds amazing. And Tristan, I don't care how much you hate this movie, I'm, I'm still jazzed for it. I'm glad you're excited. I'm not going to take that away from you. Alrighty. Uh, Alright, round eight. <clears throat> I'm going to pick something I know for a fact you folks have never heard of. Okay, maybe one of you has heard of it. Um, A Mouthful of Air. Ah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you told me about it. That's a good one. That's a good pick. Which stars my second wife, Amanda Seyfried. Um, My first wife, of course, is Carrie Mulligan. But my second wife is Amanda Seyfried. uh, It's It's because George is a Mormon. I say I'm an atheist, but no, I'm, I'm really a Mormon. Uh, get over here, Mitt Romney. Anyway, um, but um, so like aside from Seyfried, though, the concept for this movie where it's like, uh, hold on, let me go on IMDb and look it up because I cannot describe it very well right off the top of my head. Julie Davies writes best-selling children's books about unlocking your fears but has yet to unlock her own. When her daughter is born, that trauma is brought to the fore and with it, a crushing battle to survive. That sounds really interesting. The image they released for this movie looks like something that could, like, she's going in a different direction. And the thing is, is like, We've been sleeping on Amanda Seyfried as an actress for a long time. Like, I know she got nominated for Mank and, you know, maybe should have won. But, I mean, she's, like, actually a really good actress outside of Mean Girls. Uh, First Reformed. uh, Hot take. She deserved a nomination for that. Um, And also uh, Twin Peaks The Return episode 11 yeah but she doesn't like she just kind of exists in twin peaks but that scene in episode 11 in the apartment complex it is super that's insane um we've been sleeping on her for a long time and i want her to win an oscar at some point just so she could laugh at everyone's faces and this movie sounds like i'm not saying she's gonna win an oscar for this movie but this movie sounds like she could just continue that streak of like proving everyone wrong. 
just proving everyone that she really is a great actress. And yeah, uh, this movie also stars Paul Giamatti, and we need more Paul Giamatti. Yeah, that that's a good pick. I'm I'm excited for that one. Yeah, me too. Okay, eighth pick. Oh my gosh, this is getting hard because there's a lot I want to pick, but I only have three more left. Right, we're doing ten, right? Yes. Yes. Okay. I'm going to go way out of the box here. Oh, boy. And pick something totally crazy. I don't know if any of us will even see this movie. But I'm going to pick it. Okay, so this... Before I I say who the director is, I'm just going to read the plot. A Scottish orchard farmer visiting her ill sister in Bogota, Colombia. Colombia. Bogota. Oh, Bogota. Okay, whatever. My stepmom is from there, so I know how to pronounce it. Oh, Oh, nice. Yeah. Bogota, Colombia, befriends a young musician and a French archaeologist. Wait, 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 wait. I know what this is. Don't say it. Don't say it. It's the new Peach Pong movie. Dang it. Yeah, it's the new Peach Pong Yurisetaku movie. <laughs> Memoria. It's it's a <laughs> it is a it, it sounds like a horror movie. It's in English. It's uh, it just got picked up by Neon and it stars Tilda Swinton. Um so it could be a big movie. I think it's going to play at Cannes. Um and I've never seen an Peach Pong movie. I really want to. Uh yeah, I I don't know why I picked this for number eight. I probably could have waited till my tenth slot. But Justin, I should tell you right now, I had this on my list. Oh, you did? Okay, I I'm also glad had I picked this it. on my list. <laughs> Dang it! I'm glad I picked it then. Yeah, I'm very excited. I think it's gonna be awesome. Listening to you describe it was the funniest thing. So I was just waiting for you to say. <laughs> <laughs> Jared, yeah. can you talk? Oh, okay, he's done. Um. Probably not, but let's go. Um, my number eight pick um, is probably I could hundred percent see Apple campaigning this come award season if it does really well. I, um, I think I know what it is, but I'm not gonna. Say yeah, it. and it is Swan Song, directed by Benjamin oh. Cleary. Oh. It's being described as a gender-bending drama set in the near future and explores how far someone will go to make life happier for the people they love and how much they are willing to sacrifice in the process. And we have Mahershala Ali, no- Noemi Harris, Aquafina, and Glenn Close as like the main four of this cast. And just like the themes being described there are would be something that's really interesting to me. And we don't know much about the plot other than that. So I'm really interested to see like what's gonna go down and and yeah, like it's I guess I'm really into sci-fi this year. My brain just decided that. But yeah, Swan Song, I'm calling it right now. Hopefully it'll be a hit. Watch oh. all my picks fail massively. Holy cow. Oh my god! I I was actually like thinking about it, and I didn't even put it on my list. Um, first of all, if Glenn Close does not say "kiss my ruby red asshole" in this movie, it's automatically a one out of ten. Um, oh well, get there. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, if he does say it, it's automatically a 0.5. Out of five. Kiss my ruby red asshole. And then one more thing, I I know as of this recording, it's not confirmed. 
2021, but they wrapped projection back in February. So I went see why not. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, this, like, you know me, sci-fi dramas, right? Yeah. Uh, sci-fi dramas, existential, um, three-hour-long t- Taiwanese movies, and anxiety attacks. So, you know, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm very curious about this movie. It's got a really interesting cast. And yeah, I we may be sleeping on this being like a really, really amazing movie. You never know. Heck yeah. <laughs> I'll be the hype train until the trailer comes out. All right. Is it my turn? Yes. Yeah. All right. I'm going to grab one that um, I think we've all forgotten about because I was like, oh, yeah, that's coming out this year. Um, next school wins. <laughs> Number eight. Hey. Hey. Yeah. I love my boy Taika Waititi. That's the only reason I'm choosing this. I could <laughs> care less about soccer, but Taika Waititi is great. Um, Michael Fassbender is going to yell a lot and it'll be a good time. Um, I think. I was just going to say, this is probably going to get a huge um, lift because of Ted Lasso. And they're, because it seems like from Next Glow Wins, it's like this coach that's trying to inspire this team, but it's also a comedy very much like Ted Lasso, which was his big cultural hit. So that could ease more people to watch it, however, it's coming out. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, Okay, Now now I'm thinking. Round nine. Okay, so I have a question. We haven't seen it yet, but like, there's like reactions coming out about it. Like, yeah, that's fine. Okay, I'm hmm, hmm. I'm deciding if I should go for something I think will be a safe bet or an interesting choice that I think could completely fail. Okay, I think just for the rules of the game, because I think I have a solid list coming right now. All right, I really do. And there's one movie I'm concerned about, but I think couldn't being a real good sleeper hit, right? Um, okay. And that movie is Antlers, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. Ooh. But I also have this feeling that that's being delayed for a while. It could end up being really bad and they want to hide a stinker. But it looks really cool. Oh, goodness. Okay, this is difficult. Um, I have a feeling I know what your other one is. Really? Yeah, I'm not gonna say it though, cause I'll let you uh, say. It. The other one I'm thinking about doing is Corella. Oh, never mind. Yeah. Right. I thought uh, you were gonna say a Quiet Place too. Yeah, I mean, Quiet Place Two is gonna be good, but it's just like uh, I have. Let's see. Uh. Yeah. Only reason I'm not picking that is because it's coming out in a week, and I want to do movies that are a little further out. Yeah, you're right. You know what? Screw it. I'll go with Antlers. Because I feel like people keep forgetting about it and it looks really cool. But this could be where um, I get hurt. <laughs> for sure. So, um, Brez, is this your number nine? I'll, I'm going to say it's my number nine. Oh, Jesse Plemons is in it. so that He, he always chooses good projects. Yeah. Uh, so I just think Antlers is being delayed because coronavirus and that's it. But that's yeah. just my thing. Yeah. Isn't Guillermo involved, like producing yeah, it? Yeah, he produced <laughs> it. Yeah. Yeah, but he's also produced a lot of things. He's kind of like Spielberg. It's not always going to be. Yeah. Yeah. True. Like he produced um, The Witches last year. Oh, yeah. He produced Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark. Oh, he wrote yeah. it too, didn't he? Uh, did he? I, I think he did. 
I never saw it, but I think he wrote it. I am. Yeah, I'll go. I'll go Antlers. Um, just because I think doing Corella and Quiet Place is kind of cheating, to be completely honest. Yeah. 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 Anyways, I think Antlers looks really cool. I love the trailer promotionals to it. It has a little bit of a sweet tooth vibe to it, which we're also getting an adaption of that this year, but that's going to be on TV. So that's yeah. cool. Um, June 4th. Should be whack. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think Scott it's- Cooper, he did like Out of the Furnace and stuff, right? Like he's like an established filmmaker. So that could work. Yeah. There we go. Um, All right, Jared, really let's go. Um, my number nine, I am going the blockbuster route for this one because I think this franchise, this mini franchise is a special place in my heart slash I'm also surprised when I said this yet, but Spider-Man No Way Home, directed by John Watts. Oh my you know, god. Um, yeah. Okay. Wait, it's... I just realized something that I didn't put on. Why didn't I put on Shang-Chi? Oh no! <laughs> it's okay. I don't think George or I are going to pick okay. it. So you probably, you're probably safe. But yeah, Spider-Man Homecoming is like my personal favorite of the MCUVs. And I think Tom Holland just imbues um, like just such a good job um, and, um, that along with the, along with like Zendaya and um, gee, I forgot his name, but his friend um, Ned, like I'm excited to see that crew back again. And I, it's like, I feel like like i'm just so surprised like they finished shooting and it's coming this year like but yeah this december it's gonna be this new spider-man movie and it's always something a franchise i love you know this teen superhero i'm excited to see where they're gonna go with the story it is gonna be hard without the whole twitter rumors going around of what might happen if they do happen they'll be excited i feel like i would get my hopes too up my hopes way too up but I'm going to take it as just another, going to walk into the theater as just another amazing Spider-Man adventure. Yeah. All right. Yeah, that, oh man, I totally forgot that was coming out this year. I'm excited. Yeah. That'll be good. Um, yeah, for my number nine, I'm going to pick something that I am shocked no one has mentioned yet. I was actually considering putting it in like my top five. Because uh, I thought someone would take it early and I really wanted to snag it. But I decided to risk it and no one's taken it yet. Uh, Paul Schrader's The Card Counter. Oh, shit. I forgot. Yeah, that's a big one. I'm, I'm shocked no one's taken it. Um, yeah, Oscar Isaac, Willem Dafoe, Tiffany Haddish, Ty Sheridan. Um, and its early cuts have been compared to uh, Nicholas Winding Refn, The Safties, and Twin Peaks The Return. Oh, um, okay. I'm jazzed. Yeah, I, I think it's going to be really good. It's a, a heist movie about, I, I think it takes place in Vegas. Oscar Isaac is going to be giving a pretty insane performance. He's never gotten any Oscar recognition yet, which he probably should have for uh, Inside Lewin Davis. Oh, he definitely should have. He should have won. Yeah, but um, I, I feel like this is going to be his first really big uh, Oscar contender, even if the movie doesn't make it into picture. And uh, yeah, I mean, we saw Schrader back in full force with um, First Reformed. So I I think that uh, the card counter is going to be another really great one. Okay, number nine. Um, This is one that I 
kind of expected that Tristan would take. Mm. Um, I know for a fact that Brett is going to be upset about this one. Oh, no. Um, the Whale by Darren Aronofsky. Oh, okay, yeah. Not that I didn't take it. Gross. Um, <laughs> the, the only reason I didn't is because I, I highly doubt it's coming out this year. It finished filming. Did it? Because uh, yeah. it's not on A24's yeah. list for 2020. Or maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. Yeah, but like, listen, I'm a fan of Black Swan. Oh. I'm a fan of Mother. I'll say it. I think Mother's Same. a good movie. It is good. Um, Jennifer, Jennifer Lawrence's best performance. Oh. Um, so oh, many I don't bad know about things that. have happened in the last, like... <laughs> well, okay, years. listen. I don't like Jennifer Lawrence, all right? So... I mean, she's fine, but her best performance definitely not Mother. <laughs> that movie is uh, actively terrible. <laughs> in your opinion, but me and Tristan, no joke. Um, I will admit he's a little hit or miss. Not a fan of Noah. Not because I'm a Christian. I already mentioned that I am an atheist. I I think the movie's just it oh, just doesn't bad. it just I, doesn't work. I don't think he's made a um, good movie, at least that I've seen. The Requiem oh, for a Dream, I think, is incredible. Okay, I do need to watch that still. Um, Alan Burson should have won for it. Um, seems like that guy who thinks he's really smart that's in your college class because he referenced David Foster Wallace in his essay. That's like his entire filmography. <laughs> no, he's, he's the kid who uh, sits in the back of the classroom uh, spewing Richard Dawkins quotes all day. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> um, that he found on Reddit. Um, no, that isn't. Um, that's not Darren Aronofsky. That's David O. Russell. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, David O. Russell's like, man, I want to make Hallmark movies, but with actors in it. And it's going to get nominated for Best Picture. Of the year. Oh, that hurts. Right, okay. <laughs> you're not. You're not wrong, Brett. You're not wrong. <laughs> um, okay. Seriously though, I, I. But like, this sounds like something. This sounds more like a black swan to me. And I mean, Brendan Fraser, he, he, he's, he's fun to dunk on. He's not the best actor. But I feel like, like, I mean, like Jennifer Lawrence, I don't like her. But, I, but um, as I said, I think Mother's her best performance. And I don't know, if he could do that, then maybe he could do something with Brendan Fraser in this movie. Uh, it sounds insane. He's going to be wearing, a, a, like, a huge, like, 600-pound fat suit. And it kind of sounds more like a heavy drama just based on yeah. the play. So maybe it's not quite as surrealist as, like, a black swan. But I don't. it may be a bit of a different turn for Aronofsky, and I'm excited to see it. Yeah. Dang, I'm kicking for myself for not taking it now. And then uh, final round, round 10. Um... This one's very obscure. I'm going with Paris 13th District. I just oh, decided that. Um, probably going to premiere at Cannes. It's by Jacques... Um, I, I forget his last name. Um, not a fan of the sisters. Not a huge fan of the sisters' brothers. I mean, like, I get why people love it, but it wasn't... I don't know. didn't really click with me. Haven't seen D-Fan. I think Rust and Bone is a great movie, though with Marion Cotillard. I think that movie's like insane, insanely good. Um, and this, uh, for one, Celine Sciamma 
is um, one of the writers on this movie. So that's interesting. It's supposed to be in black and white, and it's kind of like a it, it's like a Nashville Magnolia type thing where there's like multiple characters and their storylines intersect, and it's like I guess they're all friends with benefits or whatever the fuck. I don't know what 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 all of this means, but like it sounds like a really good character drama, and I like I like character dramas. All right, I like movies with interesting characters, and this movie definitely seems like that. And so for that reason, I'm very curious about this movie. Again, it's probably going to figure it can. Yeah, I mean, this seems like a movie that I, 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 could, really, I, I could see myself really enjoying. So, yes, I, I would very much like to see um, this film, and I am putting it on my official draft list. Nice. I don't know what I just said. I, I'm kind of surprised you went with that and not Celine Sciamma's other movie, Petite Maman. Well, uh okay i'll be honest for a second i thought lester was on here and i thought he would take that um, oh yeah but uh i don't know this one sounds it sounds more my thing i guess i don't know yeah and and there's something weird about petite maman where like considering how much hype portrait of a lady on fire had out of can i thought that petite maman would have a lot more out of berlin than it did I mean, people really liked it, but there's not like a whole lot of like, I, I don't hear a lot of people like screaming how good it is. So I, I left that one off my list. Um, yeah, so I, I guess it's down to two for me and I'm struggling with it. And the, they're both like very me picks, like no one else would pick them. Um, I was going to go with... Uh, Bell, which is the new Memoru Hosoda movie, which I know Ashitaka is listening. We, because I I want an anime movie on here, right? I'm a huge anime Kristen, fan. That yeah. was the one I was thinking of, and I could not think of. Like I was like, there's this one anime movie that I really want to put on here, and I was trying to find that, and I thought of Antlers. <laughs> oh, you you can take it because I'm actually not going to pick it. No, I was no, just, no, oh, no, oh, oh, yeah, oh, okay. I'm going with another one. Oh. Um, because it, it, I, I didn't realize, like, I, I thought, I thought I'd be the only one who had that on my list, but, um, yeah, there's one that just came up that I, I thought about and I was going to put bell, but I think I'm like slightly more excited for this and it's the new, uh, Paolo Sorrentino movie, the hand of God. Mm. Um, it stars Tony Cervello, who I think was in his movie, the great beauty, yeah. And um yeah, I know I've I've talked to you guys on like Instagram about this quite a bit, but I'm slowly realizing that youth might be one of my favorite movies and I initially gave it like half a star. And like since I've seen it, I've I've just totally come around on that movie. Um like you guys should watch it. Uh, Lights Camera Jackson put it as his number one movie of 2015. Yeah. Um yeah, but I, I just totally come around on that movie. So I I think I'm I'm pretty excited for Hand of God and it's a Netflix release, so it could be a big deal. Um, because Netflix doesn't totally like they don't pick up a lot of foreign films very often, at least from like big directors. Like the only one they've done is uh that I can think of is Roma. 
-hmm. from like a a very um popular foreign director so i i'm excited yeah i'm gonna go with hand of god i mean this guy won an oscar right for the great beauty yeah okay so like out vinterberg for the hunt well vinterberg has his own oscar now um so that probably had some leverage in it true jared okay yeah um so this next one is an A24 release, and it's called The Sky is Everywhere. Um, I kind of, it's based on a book that I've kind of started reading, and it's about this um, teenager who's working through the loss of her sister in, like, this small town. And um, it also stars um, Cherry Jones and Jason Siegel, and it's, like, supposed to be, like, this beautiful meditation on loss and love. Um, because as she's grieving, she also like accidentally falls in love, and so it and like in the book at least, like she leaves poetry everywhere around town. Anyway, it's gonna be like this, like I don't know. It's just something that I think is another one of those things where like, huh, I see you, and I'm gonna hype you up because I feel like it could be like this really quirky, um, interesting film. Um, the director, I know you guys do not like. Um, it's Sabine Decker, who did um, Shirley with Elizabeth Moss. Um, I thought Shirley was but, fine. Oh, she yeah, did Madeline think, to Madeline, too, right? Uh, yeah. yeah. I, I remember just not liking that movie. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think the story has got me intrigued. And I like to add odd things to the list, so... That's my ten. This guy is everywhere. I didn't even realize she was. She she had another movie coming out this year. Yeah, uh, it wrapped, that's that's cool. I guess it wrapped in November too. And it was filmed in California in like the small town, so it was pretty cool. All right, Brett Williams Scott finish us off. Yeah. So, what my plan was this whole time was to take in the heights and laugh at you all, right? <laughs> because you couldn't have taken it the whole time because you've seen it and I haven't seen it yet. But a part of me feels like that's cheating. Yeah, kind of. So I'll go, you know, we've been talking about all these really obscure movies. Um, but I'll go with Shang-Chi because it looks like a ton of fun. And the guy from Chunky Express, isn't it? Yeah, my boy. Yeah. So and honestly, like, it's really weird that they're making an adaption of that comic because that's, like, an obscure comic that, like, my dad's been a huge fan of for years. I mean, and he's they, told did me Gar- all about. They, they did Guardians of the Galaxy. That yeah, they, they can do I, anything now. I wouldn't but, put it like, past them. It's still cool. It's still cool that they're doing something like this. And yeah. I really hope it's, like, a cool, like, kung fu martial arts movie and it actually gets real intense and deep. Um, so, like, I'm crossing my fingers that it's something real special. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so uh, Tristan, you wrote down everyone's picks. I uh, did, yeah. Read them out uh, one by one, and uh, we shall um, compare. <laughs> yeah, we, we shall compare uh, lists, see whose is the weirdest. So Brett's first round pick was Edgar Wright's Last Night in Soho. Second round was Wes Anderson's The French Dispatch. Third round was The Suicide Squad by James Gunn. 
fourth round was Chloe Zhao's uh, Eternals. Fifth round was Pixar's Luca. Sixth round, Olivia Wilde's Don't Worry Darling. Seventh round, uh, Terrence Malick's The Way of the Wind. That's maybe the most obscure one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, eighth round, um, Taika Waititi's Next Goal Wins. Ninth round, Antlers. And tenth round, Marvel's Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, I think it's called. Yeah. Um, Jared's ten. So first round, he picked Paul Thomas Anderson's Soggy Bottom. Oh. Uh, second round, everybody's talking about Jamie. Third round, Steven Spielberg's West Side Story. Fourth round, um, M. Night Shyamalan's Old. Fifth round, Lin-Manuel Miranda's Tick, Tick, Boom. Sixth round, Reminisce. Seventh round, James Wan's Malignant. Malignant, uh, I think. Yeah. Uh, eighth round, uh, Swan Song. Ninth round, Marvel's Spider-Man No Way Home. And tenth round, Josephine Decker's The Sky is Everywhere. I went for my first round, Guillermo del Toro's Nightmare Alley. Second round, David Lowry's Green Knight. Third round, Mike Mills' Come On, Come On. Fourth round, Dear Evan Hansen. Fifth round, uh, Ridley Scott's House of Gucci. Sixth round, Sean Baker's Red Rocket. Seventh round, David O. Russell's uh, Canterbury Glass. These aren't in Lee Daniels movies, Tristan. (laughs) I know. (laughs) I'm just, I, because like for the people listening, they probably want to know like what it's associated with and stuff. That's fair. Yeah. Uh, Eighth round, (laughs) of Pichifong Virasetiku's Memoria. Uh, Ninth round, is um paul schrader's the card counter in 10th round uh paulo sarantino's hand of god uh and then george's uh top 10 was uh first round uh denny villeneuve's dune second round leo carax's uh annette third round um park chan wook's decision to leave fourth round the eyes of tammy Faye. fifth round kaganada's after yang Sixth round, Blonde. Who's the director? Dominic something? Andrew, Darma, Andrew Dominic. Yeah. Uh, seventh round, Carlos Lopez Estrada's Summertime. Eighth round, A Mouthful of Air with uh, Amanda Seyfried. Ninth round, Darren Aronofsky's The Whale. And tenth round, uh, Jock. I don't know. I don't, I don't know what his name is. Uh, Paris 13th District, written by Celine Sciamma. Question. Yeah question yeah i totally forgot about this is the um del toro's pinocchio coming out this year probably not i think it's 2022 i just read that he finished right i don't know okay well that's the uh the 2021 film draft everybody um i will uh on both spotify and uh youtube you can you will find a uh, a link to a Google form where you can vote on who had the best uh, <clears throat> the best uh, lineup of films if you want and uh, yeah at some point we'll announce the winner and uh, yeah um, thank Dang, you. I about Venom. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> All right, thank you for listening, and we'll be back sometime soon. I don't fucking know when. We'll find out.